Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Bikini Things. I have one of my roomies with me today. I'm super excited for our topic. Jackie, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi guys, how are you? I'm Jackie. Nice to meet y'all. No, that's not weird. (laughs) That's not weird. People never know what to say. So why don't you just give a little bit bit of background about yourself? Like how old are you? Where did you grow up? What do you do? Um, I am 28 years old. Actually, I'm 27. Sorry. It's, it's okay. You're, pre, you're pre-planning. Okay, yeah, I'm pre-planning. <laughs> I'm 27 years old. Um, I'm originally from Newport Beach, born and raised. Um, went to college in Chico in Alabama, and I'm back home. Can't beat this weather, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it rained today, but if we put it in perspective, I was talking at work about how Chicago, which is kind of where I'm from, was negative uh, 20 today. Yeah, I'm so. so. Like, California's like freezing <laughs> right now, so I had a little bit of rain. Yeah, I was like I'll move there. Yeah, so we had a five minute discussion about how terrible that was, and then we all regrouped by saying, "Okay, let's take this moment of appreciation and refocus on what we're doing." Yeah, half the lakes in Michigan are frozen over completely. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah no, I, Guess I think back to it. It feels like a totally different life when I live there, but oh, yeah, no, it, it rained today, but we'll live. We'll be okay. Oh God, you got a few drops. <laughs> Life is rough in Newport Beach. It's so rough. It's it's terrible. (laughs) But yeah, no, I'm number one. So excited to have you talking with me today. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting. Yeah, no, last week we did uh, an episode with Mary Kate. So now I'll have to wrangle in Maddie. There you go. (laughs) Maddie is the last roommate of mine, you guys. Maddie is the queen of podcasts, though. She's probably got a lot of good stuff to say. Yeah, she loves podcasts. She got me into You Up, which is one of my favorite podcasts. That That one's about dating in the modern era. Very, very good. Highly recommend that if you guys are not already listening to it but yeah so Mary Kate came and sat down last week and you're here and today's topic I'm actually really excited to talk about because it's it's something that's actually very prevalent in competing absolutely and it's something that people talk about but there's a lot of stigma and there's a lot of of shame stigma around it and it's not great yeah so today's today's topic we're going to talk about compulsive eating absolutely binge eating um, you know, kind of what that looks like, how competitors can find themselves in this repeated pattern of behavior, and what some options might be for treatment. Absolutely. So I'm excited. Yeah. So we were we've talked about this a lot because we've lot. lived we've lived together for like eight months now yeah. and eight nine actually, months. Actually, we're coming up on it. Yeah, because like we're coming up on a year in April. February. Yeah, February. Actually, our tomorrow. Anniversary. Tomorrow is my yeah our anniversary. <laughs> we'll have to celebrate. Yep. Tomorrow is my one year anniversary from moving into the house, oh which is God. crazy. But yeah. it's been it's been I a great it's year. Been a year. It's been Time a year. Time flies when you have good roommates. Yeah, it's been <laughs> a great year. Life in Costa Mesa is wonderful. Amazing. Um, Made better by good friends. Yes. Good friends, great roommates. Life, life is good, despite the rain. Um, <laughs> despite the rain. <laughs> despite the one day of rain. Yeah, so life is good. Um, but yeah, so we've talked about this a lot since we've lived together. Absolutely. But pretty much right now, from my understanding, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, yeah. is that you're working through compulsive eating. So why don't you describe yes. a little bit what that is? And, and we'll talk about too, like binge eating, you've said is not the same. So we can kind of... Yeah talk about the definitions and and what the differences might be and sort of what what does life look like if you're experiencing that so i am a compulsive overeater and what that means is basically i use food it's another source of addiction essentially so addiction there's a big umbrella there's you know you can have alcohol you can use drugs for me my choice outlet is food so essentially what that means is it's a compulsive 
thought process every day is like eating is like a you know I'm not necessarily even hungry but what that means you know I'm just like you know what I'm kind of bored or I am feeling sad or you know what I had a happy day it's basically an excuse to go do something that releases good um endorphins basically you know just good it's good reinforcement that drugs or alcohol does the same thing for certain people and it's not necessarily a healthy way of living so I've personally struggled with this quite more so than the um from the rest of my life in the last about four years. Um, I had put on about 40 to 50 pounds um, when I was around 20, when I was at the age of 24. And um, so since then I've been kind of trying to, it takes a long while to find where you feel comfortable and you know good people in your life that'll be understanding and you know, because the biggest thing is shame when you, you know, have this issue. And so for a while it was hard to find friends and an environment and a job and where I can kind of finally feel comfortable to talk about this kind of uh, issue and um, seek people, you know, and have people in my life that are supportive with me changing my lifestyle. So, um, and. How did how did you get the the term like compulsive overeater? Was that something you got like a diagnosis or how did yes. how did you recognize that? So I essentially addiction runs heavily in my family. Um, you know, I have some with drugs, some with alcohol. Um, mine manifested essentially. I have the same behaviors as an addict, except mine manifests in food. So again, you know, and I did have drug issues a couple years back. And it can manifest in that way, but that was more, that was a supplementer to me trying to cope with my eating problem. So I was taking amphetamines to kind of cope with eating so much, my compulsive eating to kind of basically take away my appetite because I couldn't control how much I was putting in my body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So did you meet with a doctor, like a psychiatrist or something um, who, who diagnosed you with that? Or I how met did with you? a psychiatrist, uh, not about compulsive overeating, um, that I kind of had a good mentor and friend that kind of came up to me and he had been struggling with addictions as well. And he said, you know, do you present this, this, and this? And, you know, and I said, absolutely. And he said, you know, why don't you come to an Overeaters Anonymous meeting with me and see if maybe this is where you kind of click. So about, uh, four years ago, um, my, my basically my overeating had gotten so bad I just kind of I lost my social life wasn't fitting into my clothes my career wasn't going I basically hit an all-time low and this was my way out so I went to my first meeting and it just kind of clicked it was just like oh my god these people have the same thought processes the same problems the same way of thinking like it's just so it was it was really great it was it, it felt like home so um, the past couple years, I, you know, I'd fallen on and off the wagon and, um, you know, in the past month, I've really been dedicated to going five times a week to meetings and, you know, basically getting this mentality of like, you know what, why don't you be quiet and listen because there are people smarter than you that this program has worked and now they're living successful, happy lives in mm-hmm. with their addictions. Yeah. So that's where I'm going with this right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. And we'll definitely circle back to that, but I'm... As as much as you're comfortable, I want to hear a little bit more about how did it first start for you? Like, what was your, what was your life like at that time? Yeah, and and kind of what did what did that look like? Um, so I've kind of always struggled with eating, always growing up. I mean, but it was never really prevalent. I was always a huge athlete. Um, I was playing sports nonstop, so my eating never became a problem because I was essentially burning more than I was eating. 
But um, once I got to college, you know, my metabolism slowed down a little bit. And even then, I kind of had control of it. The worst is when it got after college, you know. Um, I had been wanting to be a physical therapist since I was 15. I couldn't get into physical therapy school. I kind of felt lost. My life had kind of, I felt like fallen apart. And um, that's when it really started to spiral out of control. Mm-hmm. So. so so, what did the, like, what did the episodes look like or what? I mean. Oh, my God. It was, it was awful. I mean, I'd spend days in my room isolated by myself. I'd be, I mean, I would be going to eat, you know, breakfast burritos in the morning, Subway for lunch, and then maybe like Del Taco for dinner. It was mm-hmm. awful. It was just, you know, all, it was just a bad cycle. And when you're sitting there isolated and by yourself, it's, you know, you can't help yourself. You don't see how bad it's gotten. And one day I kind of woke up and I go, oh my God, I don't even recognize this person in front of me. Mm-hmm. So that's when I decided, you know what, there's I need help. So yeah. I can't do it by myself. Yeah. So... Was it, I mean, because that, that stuff, that doesn't sound like that. I mean, I guess it doesn't sound that crazy. I guess it depends. Were you eating, like, yep. huge meals or was oh it just unhealthy God. choices I, or what? Both. I both. could have been eating for, like, two adult people at the worst places you can imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I packed on weight quickly. Mm-hmm. But, of course, when you're in your room by yourself or isolating, you, you're so depressed. And that's where it really started is I started with bad depression and I kind of took it out. The only happy release I was getting was from food. And, of course, it was bad food, so I'd be eating just outrageous amounts, and I just woke up one day, and I kind of, and I was like, I've lost my social life, I have my career prospects, you know, prospects have been limited, and it's just, it's awful. You just, you kind of wake up one morning, you just go, I'm done. Yeah. You know, and you kind of go, where did, how did I get here? Yeah. So that's what I spent a lot, quite a while in the last four years kind of figuring, where did this go wrong, and, you know, yeah. how can we avoid doing that in the future? Yeah. So when you say you put on weight quickly, like what was the time frame for that? Oh God, like I'm talking six months. Six I would, months. I put on like 40 pounds. Um, I was also, you know, a part of it was I was abusing amphetamines and when they take away your appetite all day and then you binge eat at night and you just mm-hmm. over, you know, you're trying to compensate for entire day's calories. Okay. So like yeah, you weren't, you worse. weren't eating during the day oh, and then you were just. Yeah. And then I wasn't sleeping, you know, I'd, oh, I'd, I'd sleep like two hours in two days and it just was a horrible cycle. My emotions were out of the place. My hormones were out, like outrageous. It was mm-hmm. just, it was a vicious cycle. Yeah. And the so, amphetamines, those were a prescription? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I had originally gotten those, um, cause I do have ADD, but it had gotten worse as I gotten older. And, um, when I was trying to get into physical therapy school, I had to take classes and trying to balance that, with, you know, two jobs. It was just, you know, it, unfortunately one thing compiled on another and they spiraled, spiraled out of control. Okay. So, so. We're, we're talking like Adderall. Oh yeah. Right. Like study, oh, yeah. study drugs, nothing. Yes. You weren't like doing like meth oh, and God, then like, no. <laughs> you say, God, no, you say no, amphetamines. I'm way too vain about my teeth and my face. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously I figured, but yeah, yeah no, no, I just absolutely. wanted, I just wanted to clarify too yeah. for also people listening. So they yeah. have an idea. Cause that's, I mean, that's Adderall is super common. It's so many people take it. Problem College days. students abuse it all yeah. the time. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I would go into finals and I mean, I took a normal amount when I was in college, like the time, the amount that the doctor prescribed me. Um, and you'd go into the library and I swear you'd see people just like eyes ball, eyeballs just huge. And they'd be there for like 12 hours and just staring oh at my gosh. It's, it's insane. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's becoming a huge problem in high schools now. So I've heard. And it's, yeah. it's, it's scary. 
I feel kind of lucky in that way to be a little bit older. Yes. <laughs> Just oh my God. Hashtag old. Old AF. Yeah, right. Um, I think when I was in college, Adderall was just starting to become a thing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like nerdy enough and good enough with my time management that I yeah. never needed it. But yeah. I think had I been like four years younger, you can bet I was so neurotic with my grades. You can bet I would have jumped right on that train. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't, you know, I wasn't working in college, so I had all the time in the world to study and to time manage, and it wasn't really needed in college, and then when I got out of college, I didn't know how to manage two full-time jobs and school, and it just, it got the better of me, and it was, it was awful, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's the worst thing, I would not, I would not recommend it to anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that original time period where you're feeling, like, down on yourself, you're taking Adderall, binge eating. Mm-hmm. What did, I mean, how did life change for you, I guess, number one? Oh, God. Everything. After that that transition. I, I you know, I was just, I was always a great employee at work. I might, you know, I had lost a good friendship with one of my bosses um, because I was just so, she didn't know what was going on, never told her. But I did, you know, years later, I did have to, I did go and apologize to her. And I said, I'm sorry for you giving me this opportunity and I, and me wasting it essentially. And, um, and then I lost my social life. You know, I'd gained 40 pounds. I was insecure. I didn't want to look in the mirror. I don't want to go out with people. Um, those are the two big main things. I was basically ruining personal friendships and, um, personal relationships with family and it, it just, it, it was sad. It was, mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Just and, you know, by withdrawing or. Oh God. I would, yeah, I'd take like a month's worth of, of meds in, in less than two weeks at my worst, you know, and I'm talking huge amounts. And, um, I finally, you know, I, my parents sat me down and my dad goes, you need to stop. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, don't lie. You know, I can see it. You're just neurotic. You're all over the place. And just, you know, honestly. And then, so I did stop for a while and then I, about a year later got back on it and the worst was when my sister found my empty bottle in my car when she went to borrow it mm-hmm. she came up to me and she's like is this is this happening right now and I said no you know I was trying to lie and I, I almost asked her to lie to my parents for me it got that bad and she looked at me and she just nodded her she just shook her head and she walked out and said I don't want to talk to you at that day I remember it was the day before Christmas about three years ago sorry not Christmas uh, Thanksgiving and that was it. I called my dad. I said, I need help. I need these gone. I, I mean, just seeing the look of sheer disgust and, and, and sadness from your family mm-hmm. is enough to want to get help. Like, you just completely. And I haven't touched the stuff since. Yeah. So it wasn't hard coming down from it or off of it. It's never an easy process at all. Um, but I have now functioning, functioning, happy relationships with my family members mm-hmm. and my friends. Yeah. And that's yeah. the biggest thing is when you're lying and people know you're lying, it's just, how, you know, how can you have a healthy relationship with those people? Yeah. So that's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. And we've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Like my, my background and my experience is not, I would not put it in the same category at all. I think mine is like very mild and very normal, but I put on I put on weight after the year after college. I had a breakup. I put on weight. I stopped yep. exercising. And for the first time in my life, I just did I literally didn't feel like myself. And it wasn't that much weight. It was maybe probably like 15 pounds. I called myself skinny fat back then. Like that was before I really learned how to weight lift. I was basically skinny fat cuz I'd always been a runner. But the same idea of I didn't feel comfortable in my body. 
I wanted to withdraw. I, in in the emotion of the breakup, had chopped my hair off. So I had this like very long, nice hair, chopped it off. So I felt like not only fat, but I felt gross. Yeah. I didn't feel like me. And it's like I didn't want to hang out with anyone. Yeah. And you I had this. You didn't recognize yourself anymore. Yeah. And I had this really weird relationship with food for like that whole, that whole summer. Like I wanted to eat because it made me feel better, but then it also yeah. made me feel shittier. And yeah. I was trying to just do cardio to get the weight off. And that didn't work. And finally, like. I think in some ways I'm lucky because I'm so freaking stubborn. Yeah, absolutely. I've that... never met anyone more stubborn <laughs> than you. But also more In a good way, right? In a good, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah maybe, determ- determined, maybe determined is the word. Is the word. Like yeah. I just had my mindset like going into grad school because I just had that one year in between and that's kind of, I put the weight on quickly within, I don't know, a couple months. And I just had my mindset like I am going to lose this weight or I'll drop dead. Like I, I will drop dead before I don't get this weight off my body. Um, and I went and went into grad school, did calorie counting, learned how to weight lift. Um, you know, for several months, not much worked because I was just trying cardio and a little bit of calorie counting. And once I added in weightlifting, it changed everything. And that was seven years ago now, that was seven years ago now. And so my life has changed. The trajectory of my life changed because of that. And, just having that experience where it's like, I didn't want to be around my family. I yeah. didn't want to be around my friends. Yeah. I hated looking in the mirror. I didn't want pictures. I didn't want pictures of myself yeah. for like a solid year. It, it's, it's lonely. For like a solid year. I didn't want any pictures of myself yeah. because I felt like that. Um, yeah. You're just like, you don't want to even look at the truth. You're just like, I can see it in a mirror, but like yeah. a picture, it almost is still real. Yeah. And, and you don't want other people to know. It's a shame factor. Exactly. It's, like, it's a huge shame factor and it's 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 sad and it's easy you know it's not easily overcome Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but you got to remember you know every day is a fight every day is and you're not one to ever give up you have a huge no defeat issue yeah awesome yeah i feel like i've conquered the best thing about you (laughs) thank you girl thank you um yeah no i feel like i've conquered a lot since then like that was sort of a first step and i'm always pushing myself to to try to be better and to try to embrace being uncomfortable like doing my first show was super uncomfortable I was very scared of that process scared of knowing whether or not I could do it um but your your story is not an uncommon one so actually Courtney King who was Miss Bikini Olympia back in 2016 she had a similar issue where she's put out a bunch of YouTube videos and she's been very open and and they've helped me in some ways because she shared about how afterwards um Afterwards, she was binge eating a lot and she put on she put on a lot of weight. She developed gut issues and she was addicted to Adderall during her prep. She was addicted to Adderall. Mm -hmm. And one of the videos that really jumped out at me because I would say probably like, I don't know, this was maybe a year and a half ago. I've had periods where I would say I'm overeating Mm -hmm. partially because of, you know, the rebound from competitions. And she had this one video where she talked about how she just remembered like laying on the floor after eating a seven and a half pound bag of trail mix from Costco. Oh my God. <laughs> she ate a seven and a half pound bag of trail mix from Costco. I mean, that's, that's bad, but that's and, quite an accomplishment. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was, she said she was laying on the floor, literally feeling like she was going to die. Just yeah. like calling for her mom. Yeah. And, and that's like where it kind of, I, mean, I appreciate, I appreciate, bottom. I appreciate so much that she yeah. was like, she's been that open and that forthright with people about Absolutely. what she's gone through because there's so many competitors that maybe are not at that extreme level where they are people that don't want to talk about it. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, that might help them. Exactly. Yeah. Like I've had friends I've had friends who've definitely rebounded or 
been binge eating in secret and then they feel embarrassed they feel shameful they don't want to talk about it they don't want to see anyone in person because they're afraid that people are going to comment on how they look um or judge silently judge sometimes you can look at people and you can kind of go all right, I know what you're thinking. Like, try to, you know, exactly. Your eyes a little bit. Like, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know? I hate to say it, yeah. but even now, so even now, I'm probably like, I don't know, 12 pounds above stage weight. Yeah. And I'm still walking around like, oh God, are people going to notice that I've gained weight? Technically, you're going back to your normal weight. <laughs> well, but, right know, now, it's a different mentality when you it, go but the thing is, is like, what's normal anymore for me? Well, what's normal anymore? Because before I started competing, I'm 15 pounds higher than my normal weight, Yeah, you know, but my muscle is different. My body composition Absolutely. is different. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's like, it's hard is to say. Really Cause it's like, it's there? like what's normal because yeah. I've started this cycle where I'm bulking to add muscle and then I'm cutting down. And so yeah. it's like, where is that? I'm constantly trying to add muscle and add size. So it's like, what is normal? Yeah. But no, it's even now I walk around and I'm like, Oh, are people going to notice that I have a little bit of belly? Now, because I walked yeah. around for a couple months and felt like I looked like amazing, yeah. and I was just getting compliments left and right, and you get used to that. Absolutely. And, and so I know how ridiculous I'm being, but I mean, everybody <laughs> you likes still think encouragement. It. Likes you know, it's it's a positive reinforcement. So you know what I mean. So when somebody says you look awesome, and then you you know you have to put back on your normal weight, you're kind of like, are they still going to think I'm awesome? Mm-hmm. Like, do I still look good? Mm-hmm. Do, you know, you get very yeah. insecure. It's it's one of those things that it's just like it's okay to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's okay, but you also got to remember, I look bomb, and I'm going to accept myself, and I worked hard to be where I am. You know, so I think you have so much to be proud of, and anybody that doesn't agree with you can. Get Thanks, out girl. of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also know that I'm being yeah. ridiculous sometimes. No, but that's part of yeah. being a girl, unfortunately. It is. We're constantly worried about how we look or, you know, what other people think. Yeah. And, I mean, anybody that says that's not true is just lying. Yeah, full of it. Oh, my God. Get <laughs> out of here. No, you don't have any insecurities. Yeah. Either. Yeah. So it's just picking your battles. Yeah, you know totally. I mean? So for you, you had this pivotal moment before Thanksgiving with your sister. Yep. What happened from there? Um, I didn't go to Thanksgiving that year. I kind of broke down and I go, I, I honestly, I, I pulled out a piece of paper and I go, I, I sat there, you know, I sat there and I go, how much have I lost over this in the last year? I like, what have I actually kept or what have I gained? And, and the amount that I gained was zero and the amount that I lost was everything. And it just goes, I mean, I was unhappy. I had no social life. A lot of my friends, I was you know, dragging down. I didn't, you know, they didn't know how to help me anymore because I wasn't willing to help myself anymore. Mm -hmm. So that was the biggest thing is that, and I lost a lot of good friendships and a lot of really amazing people in my life. And a lot of, and the ones I didn't lose, it changed our friendship. And it sadly, and that's the way, I mean, again, that's of my own making and I have no one to blame but myself. And, but it's hard to be friends with someone who's not willing to help themselves anymore. Like, how do you, how do you be there for them anymore? How do you tell them, hey, it's okay for you to be this way? Because it's not. If you're being a good friend, you can't say that. So at that point, I kind of sat down and I just go, I don't want this for myself anymore. I was a happy, positive, outgoing, social person. And I lost that along the way. So how am I going to get back there? I can't do it the way I was doing. It's not going to work anymore. You know what I mean? I've kind of passed a point. Like 50 pounds is not something you lose overnight. You know what I mean? Like three, four pounds, five pounds. You can do that. You in can do that weeks. in a week, sure. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, fifty pounds is no joke. It you know, and changes your person, you know, personality and the way you think about things. And I had to figure out how am I going to do this, and 
because I don't want to be a mole. I don't want to hide away from my life anymore. I lost three, four years of my life to that. And it sucks. Mm -hmm. I look back and I go, that was a mistake. But at the same time, I can't focus on the past and just go, how do I want to live moving forward? Mm -hmm. So I don't care anymore how I've been uncomfortable. I've been uncomfortable in my life the last three years. If I'm going to go seek change, I mean, really, how much more uncomfortable do I need to get? Who cares? As long as you get to the point where you're happy and you get back to a healthy weight and you can live your best life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At this point, discomfort's like the last thing on my mind. It's just my thing is is my huge fear of failing. Mm-hmm. And I, because I'm not, I don't like to fail. That's mm-hmm. one of my biggest things. And so when I give up, I'm technically, I basically give up. And I tell myself I didn't fail. Mm-hmm. It's failing either way. Mm-hmm. If you're giving up and not willing to help yourself, you're failing. So yeah. that's the biggest thing is like, put your head down. Let's get this done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could be in a completely different place in your life when you turn 28 this year. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to be. I want to go into 28. I want to go back and start dating again. I want to have it make better friendships. I want to be able to go out and be like, girls, let's get dressed up. Let's do this. Yes. And not be self-conscious. Yes. You know what I mean? So, I mean, this year, 2000, you know, 2019 is going to be about my self-love and you know, making sure I'm doing this for me and I'm not doing it because other people expect it of me. No, you, know you got to do it for you. Yeah. You got to do it for no you. Because no can do the work for me. Yeah. Like short of shipping myself off to like a fat farm or something. Is that a bad term? No, that's okay. fine. Okay. You can say fat farm. You, you say know, whatever you want. somebody's basically <laughs> telling me what I need to do and feeding me every day, that's not realistic long term for me. I need to be able to learn to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents loved me to death and they had offered me to do um, a gastric surgery and do I that. just, I go, I don't want that. As much as it's attempting because it's a, you know, a quick fix, it's just going to come back if I don't learn to deal with it. And I learn how to change my life. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing is I want to feel that feeling of success because I did it myself. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's going to be what my goal is this year. Yeah. Just getting back to a place where I'm happy and comfortable with myself. And that way I can, you know, improve in my relationships with other people mm-hmm. and hope to have a future that I'm happy with. Yeah. So... You know, whatever discomfort may come of that. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it. I, I'm, you know, I got you as a roommate. How can I not? Mm-hmm. You're going to make sure I do. <laughs> I think the biggest, I think the biggest difference between people who are successful and not successful with like weight loss and um, all of that is like the people that do really well, number one, they want it. They want like it. they want Absolutely. it. They want it probably more than anything Anybody, else, yeah. than anything That's else. It. And right now there's really nothing. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's like, for me, I was the same way. It's like when I set my mind to losing weight, like I did not want anything else yeah. more in my life. Like, yeah, I wanted to get good grades in grad school when I was like Absolutely. losing the weight. Like, yes, I need money to pay my bills. But it's like, I literally did not want anything else because yeah. in my mind, that weight was stopping me from dating. It was stopping me from it being social. My, my life in a halt the last three It was stopping years. me from feeling yeah. good about myself. Yeah. Um, so the people who do a good job, they're, they just want it so badly. And then number two, they believe or they force themselves to believe that they can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two things. Sometimes people fail because they, they lack the confidence or the faith in themselves that they're capable of it. Yeah. Or they just are, you know, they give up on trying and it's just like, you know, we're too young to do that. Mm-hmm. You got too much life ahead. Yeah. Of you. And if, if you're not at your best self now, like, why wouldn't you do what it takes to get there? Yeah. It won't. It's six months. 
It's yep. six months. Yep. It's not like it's five years. Suck it up. It's six months. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like your 28th birthday. Yeah. You could be celebrating back in, you mm-hmm. know, whatever size I felt. I don't even know what size I was back then. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't even remember. But just in a good, healthy place. Yeah. That's it. So that's that's my goal for this year. That's a, it's a yeah. really good goal. Yeah. So I definitely want to talk about more what you're doing now in terms of seeking out help and seeking out treatment. One question I wanted to ask, I've done a little bit of just Googling to try to make sure I understand, but what's the difference between compulsive eating and binge eating? Um, for compulsive eating, basically you're eating beyond your means to stay healthy. So now you're just eating to eat. Like for me, every day is a fight. It's like, I'm bored. Go eat. Don't do that. You don't Mm -hmm. need it. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, go have what's going to keep you to sustain you. But you don't need to eat beyond your means. You okay. Know what I mean? So for me, it's a boredom thing. It's a sadness thing. It's a happy thing. It's a okay. reward. It's it's basically it's it's a it's just a release of go for it, mm-hmm. and it's not good. Yeah. Because there's no stopping once I start. Okay. Like I will order Domino's and eat the whole freaking pizza. Mm-hmm. Like just have a slice or two. That's not realistic. Let's mm-hmm. not lie to ourselves. Yeah. So um, I don't know much on binge eating. Um, Again, that's one of those things that's it, you just kind of check out. Your mind goes out the door, and you just carelessly eat. Mm-hmm. You just stuff yourself beyond um, what your body needs. So, I mean, you could be compensating for something that happened, like an emotional mm-hmm. problem, which is most of the time where they stem from. Some yeah. kind of mental issue going on. Um, so, for me, I don't necessarily binge eat. Because I, 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 I feel like that's a once-in-a-while thing that's not... An, every meal or every day type of thing it's a response to something again don't call me this i don't know i'm not yeah no i mean basically i mean pretty much what i found what am i looking at um for the most part i think this comes from web and md if i can talk um or actually okay the pretty much the difference from what i could find was that compulsive eating sounds more like a behavior whereas binge eating is a disorder. So binge yes. eating disorder is an eating disorder like bulimia, like and anorexia. anorexia. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, what I found was, so binge eating disorder is recognized in the DSM-5. And the DSM-5 is pretty much the, I don't know, this is like the stupidest way to explain it, but the encyclopedia for mental and psych- psychiatric disorders that is reviewed um, annually or every few years and so binge eating disorder is in there Mm -hmm. it's and it's supposedly it's the most common eating disorder right now in the u.s so whereas compulsive eating i think is more of a behavior and and there's parameters around it like binge eating disorder so they say um to have the disorder you're doing it at least twice a week for like six months or more and you're not compensating for compensating for it so the difference between binge eating disorder and bulimia is that um bulimia you're either like purging like vomiting Absolutely. or you're over exercising so people yeah. who over exercise is it's actually like there are people you probably know who like i've i've had friends who they're pretty much running a marathon a day to try to stay thin and to yeah. lose weight when they're truly over exercising and that's a form of bulimia nervosa absolutely i go for my meetings every when i go to um overeaters anonymous that falls any kind of eating disorder it can be compulsive overeating bulimia anorexia over exercising anything that has relevance to your food mm-hmm. so yeah um, there's even like orthorexia now i don't know if this is actually a um 
diagnosed condition. Okay, so it's not recognized in the DSM, but basically orthorexia is people who are like obsessed with healthful eating. And you could argue that competitors or people who have been in that world are like that. Um, I think it really varies person to person. Like, I I think I haven't come across that one yet. But then again, I'm you know I might be at the wrong meeting or someone that's just not relevant to that person that's in my meeting or something. Um, but that's I haven't come across that one yet. Yeah, that's probably more honestly. Yeah. This is also also one that competitors are probably predisposed to in some ways. Like probably. so conditioned to eating only healthy foods, being scared of any foods that you think could make you fat. Um, that's, granted, that's not like it's kind of under an anorexia. Paradigm. Well, it's supposedly it's not um, not in the DSM four as a eating disorder. Mm. Or as a officially um, recognized eating disorder, but I know people like this where they're obsessed with ingredients list. I think people assume that someone like myself is like that. Yeah. Um, I think I'm very lucky in that my dad is a food scientist. I've grown up thinking about nutrition from a very holistic, like biological perspective, right. and thinking of my body as a biological organism and thinking about what I'm eating, what I'm doing physically as healthful things and choices. And it's like, yes, you can. Food is meant to fuel you. It's yeah, it's not, meant it's to fuel meant you. To, like, you know, it's not meant to be your, it's not, not meant, meant to, to friend. it's not meant to be emotional support. <laughs> no. It shouldn't be emotional Absolutely support. Not. That's when you get into trouble. That's exactly. That's yeah. where people get into trouble. And, but that also doesn't mean like you can't go have some pizza oh, every once in a while yeah, I mean, you know good for the soul <laughs> yeah it, there's it's like so to some extent you to be, you've got to be just, human you got to be careful with the people that don't know between you know treating yourself and then taking it to the full 10 where you're eating you know a whole pizza plus going out for an ice cream like a whole day you know instead of a cheat meal yeah you're eating a whole yeah day's worth of yeah and that's something i'll see with yeah. my nutrition coaching clients is People, or just in general, a lot of people, they'll eat really good during the work week. Like, they're on point yep. with their diet. Yep. They're exercising. And then it comes to the weekend. They don't exercise. They eat whatever they want. Well, and then they, too, they, they're they they drinking too. Yeah. And it's very easy. Let's say you create a calorie deficit of 1,000 calories, 2,000 calories during the week. Yeah. And then it comes to the weekend, you eat 3,000 calories you both days, and you only burn 2,000. You, you just, just are, you are net zero, you're <laughs> net zeroing, yeah. or if you didn't create a calorie deficit during the week, if you're just kind of maintaining your weight, you're going to slowly increase weight yeah. if you're overdoing yeah. it on the weekend. So a lot of people yeah. ruin their diet progress on the weekends, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, I kind of wanted to draw the comparison. I think people that compete, they're predisposed to both like a compulsive eating behavior and yeah. binge eating. I I don't know that I would ever describe myself or things that I've done as binge eating. I've um, never seen you binge eat since we've lived together, ever. But it's okay. not a bad thing. It's a, it's, it's, you're very good about, okay, I worked hard. I'm going to give myself <laughs> a reward. Yeah. But your reward comes with, you know, okay, I'm going to go grab a burger. I'm going to have like sweet potato fries with it or a salad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so you still get to eat that yummy burger, but mm-hmm. it's just not, you know, like give me the burger, fries, a milkshake, you know, and then let's go out for ice cream after. You know what I mean? I've or, done, we did that after Excalibur. Okay. No <laughs> <laughs> we did that. We went to BJ's. You did it healthy. I went ham. Yeah. No, we I. Had half a burger. Yeah, like, yeah, because July. Probably like this well, small no, I had a half a burger because I got a burger. July got the pasta, and we split both of them. <laughs> yeah, we're my point here. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think I think my point is like, yeah. 
I have had times where I've overeaten. Oh, like absolutely. I have had plenty of times, especially post competition, yeah. where when you're in that kind of calorie deficit, I couldn't even yeah. imagine. I'd probably like go eat BJ's and be like, okay, let's go to Domino's. Okay, like now let's go get donuts. I'd be yeah. like that person. Yeah. You just, I feel like when you're not eating that much, yeah. sugar is like all you want. And like, you know what I mean? Yeah, your brain just gets yeah. like hijacked by yeah. food. Um, and so I've had times where it's like I've over I've eaten to the point where I would call it overeating because it's like I'm uncomfortably full. Yeah. Like if you're now uncomfortably you're full, like yeah. if you're uncomfortably uncomfortably full, you've overeaten. And I've definitely had times where I've done that. Like this off season, I think I've just let myself have more treats than I maybe normally would. Yes, but I don't really feel like I'm overeating that often. No, like it's and, been and pretty you're very infrequent. Good about getting like we came back from San Diego from your birthday. I was like, Psh, girl, I'm going to my room and sleeping, and you're like, um, I'm gonna go do some cardio, and then you know we got a meal prep. And I'm like, God, <laughs> like, all right, you're like you bitch. <laughs> I know, really, like okay, <laughs> how you dare you? Now. How dare but you? you? You have a goal and you set your eyes on it. And I've never yeah. met, I've never met anybody that is just so determined Thank to you. be the best part of themselves Thank as you. you, and it's amazing. There's... And it's, I'm really happy to live with you. And it's, it's kind of inspiring. It's, it's like, you know, and, and I, I know we've tried doing, um, diet plans before and, you know, uh, let's be real. I was not following them completely. Okay. It was not happening. Oh, I and, know. But still, you know, you never gave up on me and you still like to talk to me about stuff and you, you know, still check in on me. And I think that's amazing. And I've not, you know, and you're one of the best people I've had in my life this past year. So, you know, I appreciate that. No, you've been an amazing roommate and friend. I have my moments. Yeah, no, you're (laughs) you're pretty awesome. But, um, no, I've struggled. I mean, I've struggled with this, too, and it's like I want to be fully open and transparent. Like, um, (laughs) this is so embarrassing. I remember, so this would have been, like, right around when I finished competing in 2017. So I was doing some research on this. So I think there are some biological mechanisms to what happens to competitors that we can talk about. But I literally remember at one point, um, I think I was just eating whatever snacks I had in my fridge. This was when I lived in Irvine. I was living by myself in my apartment. So nobody can see me. I was literally Jackie. I was putting icing on protein bars and eating them. (laughs) I don't know why I had, I think, I think it must've been after my, 30th birthday party and I had icing for whatever reason like leftover oh my god if you've ever had icing put in the fridge and then eaten it it's amazing yeah so I think that's literally <laughs> what I was doing is I was like I yeah. had I had protein bars and I was like I bet these would be really bomb with icing on them so I literally remember just eating protein bars with icing on top like how fat is that oh my that's amazing <laughs> I didn't even think those would go well together but maybe it did I have some I'll show you I have some like it they're the um the BSN Crunch Bars—they're like rice—they're yeah. like Rice Krispie treats. You know what I'm thinking? So if you try. imagine, yeah. imagine putting like icing on a Rice Krispie treat. That's life. Yeah, right it's Maybe delicious. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely remember eating till I was uncomfortably full yeah. that night. Um, yeah. Oh my god, I was—I was just thinking of like trying doing like because um, I get really bad sugar cravings um, every once in a while that are just so overwhelming. I kind of want to try putting some of your like chocolate protein, mm-hmm. put it in some water, and then make, put it in like popsicle, make frozen popsicles of them. We so should like, try that. Yeah, see, I don't, yeah. Know, I don't know if the protein will hold, but we could try it. What we could like probably do, that's a good idea. What we could probably do is, I bet, let's try chocolate protein. Yeah. Let's try some almond milk or coconut milk. Yeah. Coconut milk might be a better one. And then some xanthan gum, which is a thickener. Yeah. 
like blend that and then put it in the popsicle yeah. molds. And I think that would make sort of like a pudding pop right. type scenario. Um, and it would be good because for me, like the, the harder it is to eat something like a frozen, mm-hmm. like a popsicle, something that takes time. Mm-hmm. I'm not as predisposed to eat binge eating up. Like mm-hmm. once it's a momentary lapse, like it comes on hard and it comes on fast. But it, when it takes me a while to eat something, my mind drifts off to do other things. Mm-hmm. Then I'm over it. It passes. Yeah. So those are one of my uh, tricks that I like to do, you know, um, frozen popsicles, any like even freezing a banana or something mm-hmm. like just something could, that's hard to eat. We could also make BCA popsicles. Those yeah. are delicious. I've made those a bunch yeah. of times. Like those on prep I'll have as desserts. Yeah. Um, so, so you're getting these like momentary impulses. Like, what do you, what do you normally do to cope with that right now? Oh God, I'm not cope. Usually I go to meetings, so I'll wake up, um, right now and I get up, I have breakfast and then I go to a meeting. So my, I like to start my day off with a meeting because by the end of the day, great. It's, I like some of them I do at night. It's more like, okay, you know, let's wrap up the day, but I like to make sure I start off my day correctly. So when I do have those, I'm still trying to figure out other ways to go about it too. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, a good walk, just walk down the street, you know what I mean? Come back, just something to kind of get out of where your spot is. Cause there's something that's triggering that compulsive thinking like boredom, mm-hmm. um, irritation, anything. Mm-hmm. So just go take a walk down the street, mm-hmm. go get the mail, I don't yeah. know, anything. No, that's good. Um, that's really good. A lot of the time I get it when I'm sitting in my room, like watching TV or on my computer. Um, but I'll just get bored and then all of a sudden I'm like, you know, I need to eat, but I'm not hungry. Yeah. So at that point, I really need to like get up, go take a walk, call somebody, anything to mm-hmm. kind of take my, because right, you know, after that few minutes, once you forget about it or you distract yourself from it, it'll go away. Yeah. But it's just making yeah. sure you don't give into that impulse in those minutes. Yeah. That's the biggest trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when I was younger, and this would have been pre-competing, I think I, I kind of learned what emotional eating was. I think... Um, some people in my family do it a little bit and I became really hyper aware of that. Like I've always, always been focused on health. I've always wanted to be fit and healthy and I was always reading like fitness magazines growing up. So I became aware of what emotional eating was. And so it can be eating to make yourself happy, to make yourself feel less lonely, less sad, to celebrate. Um, Mm -hmm. think about how every freaking social event in the world has, a bunch of food. Yeah. Um, Q Super Bowl this weekend. Oh, <laughs> right? Um, oh, God. I'm yeah. not ready for that one. We'll have to talk about strategies yes. for that because I don't want to be, I don't want to be, f- I can't be, I don't want to be, a bunch of like fried chicken and chips and it's just not, yeah. it's not a good setup for Yeah. Me. I don't want to, I don't want to be, eat like an a hole this weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> like an a hole. Yeah. Where it's like, am I wanting to celebrate? Yeah. You know, it's like, what is my emotional need? And is there a better way to cope with it? Yeah. And that's a big thing that I've been struggling with is kind of checking in with my emotional state. I kind of just let my day go and I kind of let my mind wander where it wanders. And then I don't really realize my triggers or when it's going to happen or anticipation. So um, last week in a meeting, um, this woman, you know, she was she came up to me and she's like, hey, how are you doing? You know, um, I'm checking in on you this week. And I said, you know, I'm I'm doing all right, but I'm still having problems of like anticipating what's causing these things. And Mm -hmm. she she recommended I go home and every time I have one of those urges to write in a journal and Mm -hmm. go what were you doing before what were you doing after who did you talk to what you know what's Mm -hmm. the situation around it and track it for about a week and go back to see oh what a good one you know what were you doing or what are common you know denominators in there that are maybe causing these things like what activities are you doing who are you talking to what are you talking about so a big thing for me was um 
TV. Like I'll sit and, you know, watch TV or I'll go on Mm -hmm. Instagram and I'll see things are going on and I feel like I'm missing out and, you know, things like that. So, um, at that point I I kind of, I'm trying to limit, I'm trying to read more books or try to do something else that brings like a happy reinforcement. Something that, you know, cause sitting in front of TV is kind of like dull think, you know what I mean? You just Mm -hmm. kind of check out. Mm -hmm. Um, but the biggest me. thing is, you know, I'm trying to get back on cooking and eating what I'm actually cooking. Cause I love grocery shopping. I find it very therapeutic. I don't know why. Um, but I could spend like hours in a grocery store. So the big thing is coming on. I like cooking it. The problem is eating it. It's already made. It's in the refrigerator. Why can't I go and spend 30 seconds heating it up in the freaking microwave? Like mm-hmm. for real, how hard is that? Mm-hmm. So, um, that's going to be, that's kind of my biggest thing I want to improve on is, uh, you know, which has been, you know, it been great that I have really not been eating out a ton. Um, I do, you know, I've been to happy hours here and there with friends. Um, but again, it's try to, you know, I'm trying to limit it to once a week, you know, one meal that you go and have a social fun and just don't overdo it, mm-hmm. but you need to come home. You know, I order skinny bee meals, which you recommended that I love. Mm-hmm. They're um, so good. So I order one of those for each day of the week. Um, and then I, my plan is to cook for the other one. So like today I need to go and eat what I made on mm-hmm. Tuesday, <laughs> which looks delicious. So, it's yeah, like it's shrimp like, it's and like, like chicken sausage and, and veggies and veggies. And it's actually it's really so, good. It's really good. It smelled amazing yeah. when you made it. Yeah. So, um, it's what I'm going to do for dinner tonight. And you know, every day again, I wake up tomorrow morning, I go, you're going to have this, you're going to eat this and you know, we're going to have that for dinner and that's it. You don't need any more. Mm-hmm. It's got plenty of food in those three things. Yeah. You know? What I have so. to, I'd have to imagine too that there's not as much of like an emotional. Oh, I did well today. Mm-hmm. That was a great win. So you take that one and you go, what else can I do that's going to give me another win? Mm-hmm. Let's go eat something good. Let's do, you know, it's those things. So I start, I try to do them in the morning because it sets the tone for the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, by the time I'm done with work, I come home, I'm like, do I really want to go to the gym? And I can convince myself so many ways of how not to do that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can yeah. sp- I spent a half an hour just convincing myself in my mm-hmm. head, like why I can do it tomorrow. And it's, it's almost exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Coming up with reasons. I could have been halfway through my cardio by the time I got done thinking. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, how about we think about this on the way to the, on the drive there? Yeah. Well, I'm already here. Get out and go do it. Yeah. You know, it's more, it's more like making excuse of why you can't and it's mm-hmm. stupid because there's no excuse why you can't. Yeah. We're so close. We like walk there. Yeah. We're literally literally about a block yeah. from the 24 yeah. hour fitness yeah. so there's, there's no just, excuse that's what i have I, wi-fi you can turn t- i know i know you can watch a tv show you can watch here. netflix yeah. um yeah no that's that's a lot of times i catch myself like being like oh i don't feel like it or like i'm gonna be hungry yeah. or like i don't like my I outfit it's like an extra two it's, hours of sleep when you really like come on it's like no it's right there yeah. just if you don't go to the gym, you're put a put a shirt on, just get there. It's, it's already there. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. two minutes away. It's really it's not an inconvenience to your day. Yeah. It's gonna make your day better. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just reminding yourself of that. It's because it's the you know you got the angel on one shoulder, the devil on the other, and mm-hmm. the devil likes to take over most of the time. And it's mm-hmm. just you just gotta be like, forget it. I'm not gonna let you. I need to do this. Do I need to get up? Do I need to be? You know. Yeah. My meetings. I can do it tomorrow. Really? Are you gonna really do it tomorrow if you're not doing it today? Like, come on. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you're definitely right. I think yeah. it sets a pattern for the rest of the day. And, yeah. and that's part of the reason why I enjoy my morning workout times. Oh, and I love it. And also it's like I've been on that schedule for several years now yeah. since my last job where I was getting up crazy early. Yeah. But yeah, it, for me, it sets the tone for the rest of my day. If yeah. I get up and I work out, yeah. I've got it. If I wake up at 730, I feel like I've missed half my morning. 
I like getting up earlier yeah. before people, and I've been really bad about it lately. I've been getting up at like eight and going to the gym, but at mm-hmm. least I still go. But it's it's I miss my mornings where I get up at six and I'm you know mm-hmm. I'm done by the time you know the sun's down when I go in it's up when I'm out let's yeah. start our day, yeah. you know I feel like I'm more productive that way. Mm-hmm. So I mean, God bless those people that can work out at night. I don't know how they do it. I used to yeah. do it in college and I don't get it. Yeah, I just don't like fighting the crowds now too. It's so busy. Uh, I just I just can find so many ways to talk myself out of it or half acid when I'm fully awake versus when I first wake up and yeah. I've got no brain activity going quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, when it's yeah. like after you're like, oh, I'm tired. It's been such a long day. There's yeah. no parking. It's going to be busy. Yeah. Like every oh, and it's like sprinkling outside. Yeah. Oh, God, life is so like, rough. Like I could really be in my pajamas, my onesie in my bed, like watching Netflix. It's like, are you going to feel better? No. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's I know the you're right. thing. It's just, it's reminding yourself why you're doing it. And mm-hmm. that's the hardest part every day. So, yeah, but do you have any other ideas or tips for people who are going through this or trying to cope with binging or compulsive eating or binge eating disorder? Um, Absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing is if you're going through compulsive eating and it's it's becoming uh, an interruption in your life and it's causing negativity in your life, go ask for help because you're not going to be able to fix it on your own because otherwise you would have done it by now. You know what I mean? So, and there are so many people out there willing to help. Um, these, I highly recommend these um, Overeater Anonymous cl- uh, meetings. They're amazing. People in there are just happy. They're positive. They're grateful to be there. And they want to help you any way they can. So if you feel like you've lost kind of control of your habits, of your eating, or even overeating or lack of eating or anything of that sort, these people are going to welcome you, no questions asked, have, you know, arms open, and just want to be there for you. Mm-hmm. So how do, how do people find those meetings? Um, I think you have to cater, you have to find the meeting that works for you. So when I first started, I was super insecure and I would only go to women's only meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, I've now started kind of going, you know, everybody's uncomfortable in those mm-hmm. meetings. Wait, you know, weight or, you know, diet, everything is, everybody's struggling with it. Um, so I, I actually, you know, I kind of go in there and go, no one cares. The only one that cares is you. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. Like nobody nobody else is there to judge you. So why am I judging myself? Like just get in there. And just biggest advice I can give you is just close your mouth and open your ears. Because you're going to learn a lot more. You have not, no offense, but like most people that are starting this program, they have nothing to contribute. They have mm-hmm. not been through this. They don't know that they haven't been through the steps yet. They haven't done what these you know, I met a lady the other day who was... She's like 80 years old. She's such a boss. And she's been in this program for 40 years. When she speaks, you should listen because mm-hmm. she's done it. She's been through it. And she's still successfully doing it. So it's 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 those things that you need to keep in mind that, you know, there are people that know more than you and can help you if you allow them to. Just be open-minded when you go into these meetings and just be patient because you're not going to get it. You're not, it's not going to click within a week. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's about going back. Yeah. Is there a website yeah. where people could look up like their nearest meeting? Yeah, absolutely. Or? Just go on Google and just go to Overeaters Anonymous okay. um, and they'll take you to a meeting directory mm-hmm. and just go to the one that's near your city. Um, I go to ones in Costa Mesa and um, Irvine. Um, those are great meetings. So I absolutely encourage them. Awesome. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Give it a five star. Talk to you soon.